Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wrestling Has Lost Its Way. Uh, a couple of news updates from what I'm hearing. So here's Johnny. All right, uh, not much in the way of news this week. Uh, let's. Uh, there is something I, I did forget to mention last week, and that was that uh, uh, last week the former Gallows and Anderson they signed with Impact, and uh, they will probably be making their debut at Slammiversary next Saturday. Not only is are they signing, does a sign they sign with Impact, but and Impact is also going to let them continue working with New, New Japan as well. Now, once once they get going in again, which they have, but with once they get fans in there and travel restrictions are lit up, uh, and they they're also letting them have their own show. Uh, they have a podcast called Talking Chopmania. Which uh, they're going to turn that into a show on the Fight Network, and they taped the first episode this week. With uh, say so they're going to have guests, uh, Mike and Maria Maria Canellas, Chavo Guerrero, the the former Kurt Hawkins, Enzo More, uh, among others. So it sounds sounds like it's going to be pretty good. So. Uh, I want to check that out. See, see if they, see if the fight's gonna charge anything for that. But we'll see. Uh, back to WWE. SummerSlam is still gonna take place on August 23rd, but just like the rest of the pay-per-views the last four months, it's gonna be at the Performance Center. Uh, now there's also word that. The following Sunday, August 30th, WWE is going to have a special on the network. So, uh, you know, they're speculating what it could be. Some are saying it might be a second night of SummerSlam. Others are saying that that this may be uh, WWE's uh, second Evolution pay-per-view. Which, if it is, they're saying that's the the, the night that Tessa is going to debut for the company. So it, it remains to be seen what's going to happen with that. It it'll be interesting, whatever it is. <clears throat> this uh, this past Wednesday night, they had night two of, of NXT's the Great American Match, which we'll we'll get to later on. But uh, the episode was taped last the week before and there are a few injuries that came out of that uh mia yim and candice ray had uh, some body contusions along with um mia yim has some blurry vision after the match adam cole had a neck contusion which which uh, i i saw that i saw that match and i can i could tell he he suffered some some injury and uh, and Robert Stone, he uh, he had some ruptured ligaments in his leg after the being attacked <laughs> by the tank, and he's being fitted for a walking boot. Oh shit! So, That's funny. Jesus Christ! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I'm, I, I mean, I mean, don't want to laugh at injury, but that last one is. Oh come on! Funny. It's funny. He gets run yeah. over by a toy tank and he gets yeah. an injury. <laughs> that's the first time. That's the first time a wrestler's been run over by a tank. It's <laughs> uh, like I, a I, like a power wheels tank or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, I I, I think I, I think Killian has something to do with that too. So, <laughs> but I don't know. That's just that's just a silly injury. I yeah. mean, okay, I, I don't, I haven't seen much of Robert Stone, but from what I have seen, he he looks like a goofy character. He's a real goofy person. I can't take him seriously. Yeah, I, would, I don't I think would, I ever will. I would equate him to like a Hardy Hardy Whippleman. Yes. So, the fact that this is the injury he got, and that is how he got it, it fits the character. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. God, I just can't believe that's how it actually happened. (laughs) And that's that's all the news for this. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Not, not much this week. Yeah, I saw Adam's Adam Cole's injury. I, I as soon as I saw how he landed on his neck, I was like, Yeah, that's probably an injury. Yeah. But I and I think that's probably the most serious one coming out of this. But we'll talk about that all during the NXT review. So yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be an interesting review because for the first time in a long time, we all the watched, one that watched NXT. It. <laughs> yes, this is the one week we all watched NXT. I guess it caught our attention enough that we finally watched it. So to get it going so we can get to that point, I'm going to go with Johnny and see what his moment for Raw was. Okay. Uh, I, I know I'm probably going to steal this one from somebody. Uh, the The show opened with Drew McIntyre coming out, and he called out Dolph Ziggler to, for Dolph to announce what their stipulation is going to be for what's now being called the horror show at Extreme Rules. They keep changing it every week. So Dolph comes out, and he says... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say what the stipulation is until the day of the event, till right before the match. Which it's it's pretty hard for people to spoil it if they don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen. But <clears throat> anyway, he he said instead, uh, I, I have I have someone from your past, and he brings out a bigger and buffed out Heath Slater. And the, you know, the commentators, this is the first time they actually not acknowledged that they, they were saying, well, I thought, I thought he had been fired. You know, and so he starts talking and telling Drew that when he was first fired in 2014 that, you know, as Heath would call him uh, every week and see how he was doing and 
and ever since he was fired in April, that Drew had only called him called him once, and so, uh, and so I guess this set up a a match between Drew and and uh, and Heath, which didn't last long at all. Uh, uh, Drew got the claymore within the first few seconds. Then after the match, Dolph started attack- attacking Heath because, you know, he he thought he was going to have a better showing, you know. So so once once Heath was, got attacked, Drew started attacking Dolph to get him off of off of Heath, and then the segment ended with with Heath and Drew hugging in the ring and and raising their their arms up. Which now I'm 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 hearing that Heath didn't want to do the segment. He he, since he was had already been uh, let go three months ago, he he was already in his mind. He was already done with WWE. So he he really didn't want to go through with it. And uh, word is that Heath is going to show up next Saturday night at Slammiversary with for Impact. I knew he was going to show up somewhere, but whenever I first saw it happening, I was kind of happy to see him back on screen because I really do like Heath Slater as a person. And even more as a wrestler. So, you know, to see him out there, it was awesome. I wasn't expecting it. I'll tell you that much. So whenever he did show up, it was pretty awesome. Uh, The emotion he showed at first, I was like, damn, see, this is why I like him. Because of the emotion he's able to put out there. So I, I thought that was a pretty good moment for him to have on screen. Which I know it fooled some of us to thinking maybe he is staying and maybe he got convinced somehow, but I don't know. If he does show up for impact, that's awesome. But I also like this moment a lot because of uh, Drew McIntyre because he actually fought to have this moment on TV. He's the one that actually wanted it to happen because of the backstory and the history between them two. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the emotion in it. And, yes, you did steal my moment. So I had to find another one. But (laughs) it it was awesome. I just enjoyed this whole part, you know. Sad to see him go, but awesome to see what he's going to do. And now I'm going to have to start watching Impact. <laughs> Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights. I can't skip a night now. We should, well, Thursday. Well, we still got Thursday. That'll be the night you watch NXT. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> if I watch NXT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a weird week for NXT for us. <laughs> yeah. Awesome moment. So... Now that we've gone that one, I'm going to go with Drew and see what his favorite moment of Raw was. There was just so many. Um, 
probably the fact that Kari Sane is back. Um, she came out and she fought a Sasha. Great match back and forth, and it, the way it ended up, she had a Sasha in the anchor. That's a, what her call her submission move or whatever. Well, she's got yeah. her in the anchor. Bailey interferes, so Kari won the match. And then Asa interferes. They're all out on the floor. And then Kari does an elbow off the top rope onto Sasha and Bailey on the floor. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a little weird. I mean, I, I like that she's back, but it, it's a little weird to see kind of because we still don't know what her status is. Right. And, and I've heard different things. Uh, I've heard yeah. that, that she's going back to to wrestle for, for stardom in Japan and but then I've also heard that that WWE have have decided to to give her an, a new contract, but uh, to actually make her an ambassador for the company in Japan because they're still trying to get a deal going for NXT Japan, which I don't know why because they've been turned down by virtually every promotion in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know what what's going to happen if she's still going to wrestle for the company or what. Yeah. And that is kind of the problem I have. Really the only problem I have with her because she's a she's a pretty good talent. She'll lay it all out there. So I enjoy her style. But I can't <clears throat> I don't feel like I can invest in her character because there's too many unknowns. We don't know if she's going. We don't know if she's staying. I want to invest in this character, but there's a lot of I don't know there. So it's kind of hard to invest in someone when you don't know what's what their status is. That's really the only issue I have here. <laughs> but, yeah, it was good to see her back. And maybe with her being back on screen just means that Something is in the works, or they're actually trying to work it out finally. So, yeah. hopefully, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, that was a pretty good moment as well. I was happy to see her back. Um, if I had to choose a moment, I would have to go with Rey Mysterio and Kevin Owens versus Rollins and Murphy, just because it was a pretty good match, but. What caught my interest the most is at the very end, once uh, Mysterio and KO picked up the win, uh, that the stipulation for the Mysterio uh, Rollins match is an eye for an eye. And I've actually already heard some things that are being thrown around. I have heard that. Okay. So to win this match, apparently you have to actually take the eye out of your opponent. So what they're going to do is it's not going to be, this match is not going to be live like the rest of the pay-per-view. It's going to, they're going to pre-tape it just like uh, the swamp match. Uh, So what's going to happen is they're going to have CGI at the end of the match to make it look like somebody is actually getting their eye ripped out. Yeah, 
And by, by the way, I, I, I didn't mention this earlier. Rey Mysterio is currently wrestling without a contract. So yeah. this might be a way to write him off of, of WWE. I can see that happening. They pulled his eye out. Hey, he has to retire. Yeah. Yeah. He has to retire, but, but then he'll show, he'll show up in AEW the week after that. <laughs> yeah. Because he's, he's not going to have a 90 day no contract at all. <laughs> well, no, no, because he, he's not in the contract right now. Currently not yeah. in the contract. Yeah, the contract ran out. So. Basically, he's wrestling free. Yeah. He's getting paid something. Maybe per show. <laughs> well, I'm, I, well, actually, they still, they still get paid through their merch. Yeah. But, that's, yeah. Yeah. but I'm sure WWE is passing some money to him. Yeah. Because I think just the merch money wouldn't be enough for Mysterio. So... I mean, not that I, he probably needs the money at this point. Yeah, but, you know, if he wasn't hanging around WWE, as he would already he be in AEW. Yeah. Took care of his money, didn't blow it all. He probably has yeah. plenty. <laughs> I'd fucking be making it rain, so I would need to keep a job. <laughs> I would have everything. So, yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how they're going to do that eye for an eye match because I didn't hear of the CGI. Oh, you didn't? No, I heard something different. That's why, again, we don't know. We're just going by what we hear. I heard they're going to use prosthetics, which they would have to make it look really good, which I think, there's a better chance of I mean, better prosthetics with Mysterio. Yeah, I mean, I have heard somebody say, why don't they just get with Tom Savini and have him come up with a fake eye? Yeah. yeah just an eye and a bunch of blood over a closed eye lid or whatever, so you really can't see in there. Yeah. Like you said, it's it, easier it, for Mysterio because he's got a mask on. Yeah, so if it is true that it is prosthetics – that kind of ruins the match a little bit because the outcome would be the outcome is pretty obvious that Mysterio is losing. So I don't know. Again, this is just stuff we hear just like anybody else and we throw it out there. So, you know, we will watch and see what the actual truth is, but yeah, it was a pretty good raw. I enjoyed it. So, yeah, a lot of moments to choose from, and these are just the ones we went with. So, seeing as we all watched everything WWE this week, uh, I'm going to go ahead and move over to NXT Great American Bash Night 2 and see what Johnny's moment was. Okay, there was. I mean, I'll give I'll give credit to NXT. You know, I I don't watch watch them much, but uh, generally I don't. I actually don't watch it because it makes my eyes hurt because of all the yellow. Too much yellow. I I don't like the yellow hue. I I barely can stand the blue hue of SmackDown. Sometimes it just yeah. 
I, for those of you who don't, don't know, I have eye problem, vision problems, so I, I'm sensitive to bright colors. So anyway, that's why I don't watch it much. But but there was a lot of a lot of good action on, on the show, and uh, I I did enjoy that that last match between Keith Lee and Adam Cole. Uh, they they had a they had a, a really good one on one match. Um, they each kicked out of their finishers multiple times, which which got some near falls, which which makes for a, a really good match. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, that that uh, that hit that Adam Cole took took to the neck looked it looked really serious. So hopefully it's hopefully it it'll do it'll do him better. He'll do better. He, he you know he won't be out long. Uh, uh, yeah, the uh, after after Keith Lee had, had kicked out of Adam Cole's finisher, Keith Lee uh, finally finally got him in the end with uh, with his his move. I I can't think of what his Finishers called now, but uh, anyway, uh, the spirit bomb and the Big Bang catastrophe. Yes, <laughs> those those things. <laughs> I, I told you I don't watch it much. Uh, so last week I had mentioned that there was a picture tweeted out of the result of that match, and I can go ahead and say now that they did go with with what that that photo did show. Keith Lee holding up both titles at the end of the match. Uh, <clears throat> so I think what, what WWE tried to do here, uh, they they were trying to boost their ratings, which they did. They actually beat AEW again this week, third week in a row. Uh, this, by tweeting out the results of that match, you know, makes people want to go watch it. So you know, going back a little wrestling history, this is like what happened back in on January fourth, ninety nine, when Monday Nitro was live, but uh, the, but Raw was had been taped the week before for that night, and Tony Schiavone uh, had mentioned had said, well, you know what, you go ahead and turn to the other channel, other channel you want, but I can tell you that Mick Foley's gonna win the world title tonight. Well, you know what? That backfired on WCW because everybody, everybody turned over the Raw just to see how Foley won the match, <laughs> and and <laughs> and that was actually one of the turning points of WCW uh, when they started Money Night Wars. Yeah, so <laughs> so I think WWE was doing the same thing here, except this time doing it in their own favor, you know, by yeah. tweeting out the picture so you can watch the match. Shivani kept his mouth shut this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he yeah. didn't say nothing this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, it that was Keith a Lee really match. My favorite match. part of that match was when Keith Lee was pinning Adam Cole, and he reached over and put one finger on the bottom rope. <laughs> oh yeah, that was so yeah. funny. Well, not not to uh, Kevin Owens' finger. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I really enjoyed this match as well. Uh, I know Andrew was like, hey, man, look, you got to watch this. It's been really – it was really good. So, And I, and, I, all, and all throughout the night, that they had uh, WWE wrestlers, you know, giving their opinions on who they thought was going to win. They had uh, Mick Foley and, and uh, Mark Henry and Drew McIntyre. You know, so Shawn Michaels. Yeah, Shawn Michaels. So, yeah, cool. So it it was definitely a good build up throughout the night. Um, yeah, it's a really good match. The part where I got chills was Keith Lee went into the corner during the match, right into the camera, and he's like, "I must break him." <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. Because <laughs> I, I was watching it on my iPad. So it was right in front of me. And it's like he was looking at me. <laughs> he just said, I must break him. And I got chills. <laughs> yeah, Keith Lee is on a different level. And just his size and his mobility, just yeah. the way. He, the way he's able to pull off the moves he does. The moonsault yeah. off the middle rope. Yeah. Like, there was there was no way Adam Cole was going to win this match. <laughs> but they did make it interesting. You know, when Keith Lee did go through the plexiglass, that <laughs> was kind of what kept Adam Cole in this match. Because... You know, Keith Lee was out of it for a little bit there. But then it was just straight domination by Keith Lee. So, hell yeah. I enjoyed it. It was a really good match. And props, Andrew. Props. <laughs> I, I definitely yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, so, I, I did too. So now that we got probably the best match of the night out of the way... <laughs> Go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Andrew and see what his favorite moment of the night was, was which I already think I know what it is. <laughs> no, actually you don't. <laughs> My favorite part of the match is Robert Stone getting run over by the tank. <laughs> <laughs> First she tried to recruit recruit Sachi Shotzi Blackheart in the back. She turns him down. He gets mad and got a cup of coffee or soda or something. He throws it over his shoulder, and it lands on Killian Dane. <laughs> Killian Dane throws Robert into the wall, hurts him, and while he's laying down, that's when Shotzi runs over him with the tank. <laughs> <laughs> and what's even funnier is now, now that we know he was injured during that angle. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be wearing a walking boot for it. <laughs> this, this uh, like... I know this sounds bad the way we're putting it, but yes, like I said, Robert Stone, very comedic. That's his character, so we can't fault him for that. But because this is where the injury happens, it just makes it even that more hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just can't stop laughing. And, and now I'm going to actually add it to my favorites on YouTube. That way it stays on my list. Mm -hmm. That way whenever I'm feeling a little down, which, you know, at 
this point in time, it happens for a lot of us because of the real life situations. Uh, I'm going to just go watch Robert Stone get run over by the tank every single time, just because I, I can't, I can't, I break out laughing every single time just to know that he's legit getting injured when that's happening. So yeah, <laughs> real good moment. Real good, funny moment there. Yeah, I didn't think that's what you were going to go with. I'm going to let you have the other match. I'm not going to take the match, man. I'm not going to take the street fight. And here is why. This is is why I said Andrew's going to hate me. (laughs) And that's for this part. You overhyped that street fight. I did not. <laughs> yes, you did, dude. It was not as great as what it seemed to be. Okay. Yeah, he kind of did. Maybe the finishing, the last maneuver, kind of, because that's the last thing I remember, when they're standing on the table in the corner, and that spinning yeah. neck breaker onto the stack of chairs. Yeah, like, that... that... That was awesome. I had to yeah. rewind and watch it twice. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, so even though this isn't one of our moments, I want to talk about it real quick. So, yes, you did overhype it a little bit. Okay, a little bit. Okay. Just that one move was enough for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) So what what I'm going to say about it is it, it was a decent match. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't a bad match but you definitely overhyped it. And what I'm going to say is Candice LeRae had the better kendo stick shots. They yes. sounded vicious. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't too sure about Mia Yim's. They didn't sound as strong or look as good as Candice LeRae's. Yeah. I'm I was thinking actually that's pulling for Candice myself. Yeah, I'm thinking from the kendo shots that Mia Yim took from Candice LeRae, that's probably where some of the injuries came from because Candice put everything into those kendo stick shots. I thought the injuries came from falling on the stack of chairs myself. Well, that's probably (laughs) where some of them came as well. So, yeah, I like the finish. Uh, it, It was... What was it? I'm, I, I keep on forgetting what it's called. The Brass Nucks. Yeah. 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 The Brass Nucks onto the chairs. Yeah. It was just awesome. So, yeah. I enjoyed the ending. I enjoyed the beginning. Uh, I will say Candice LeRae had the better moves with all the weapons, but Mia Yim had the better wrestling in the match, if that makes sense. Okay, but that doesn't matter. It was a street fight. (laughs) Yeah, but still, you know. Yeah, I know. Candace had the better street fight mentality to where I think Mia Yim was kind of wanting to stay wrestling a little bit. But, you know, it was a good match. You you just overhyped it a little. I, bit. I overhyped it, <laughs> but, but then he he is he is an NXT mark. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which 
I'm not going to hold it against them because it was a decent match, but. Hey, it was enough to get y'all to watch, wasn't it? Point sure. proven. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But from, from what, from the way you were hyping it up, I expected more. There wasn't even blood. <laughs> That's a street fight. How isn't there blood? Because it's women doing a street fight. Come on. Oh. Nobody bled. You're telling me women haven't bled? We're not going to touch that subject. Thank you, Lynch. We're just going to move on. <laughs> Sorry for what I just said. I apologize to all women out there. <laughs> we're not going to go there. Yeah, we're not going to go there. We're we're just going to we're just going to go straight into my moment because, <laughs> yes. you know, change. further avoid controversy, change the subject. Changing the subject a little bit. Um I'm going to have to go with Bronson Reed versus Tony Meese. <laughs> That's a good shout. Yeah, because what, Tony Meese is established. Like, he, he's a known name. So nothing against Tony Meese, but I see a lot of potential in Bronson Reed. Yeah. Not only does he have the look, he is a powerhouse. So I would I would say I'm taking this as my moment because I see Bronson Reed sooner than later definitely going up to main roster. I don't think he's going to be in NXT for long. So that that's just I thought my it was, thoughts. Yeah, I thought it was funny uh Morrow had a line he he said uh and Brunson Ray's NXT's resident thick boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did you just He's call him fat? Thick boy. Yeah. It was either Murano or uh, Tom Phillips said Tony Nice has a six pack. Bronson Reed has a keg. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was going to bring up that line because, you know, a six pack is great, but a keg is awesome. Yeah. So, who doesn't love a keg? <laughs> and speaking of the commentary, uh, Corey was right last year at Survivor Series. Moro does tend to hog the commentary. I mean, you, you had Tom Phillips in there, who's also a lead commentator, and Beth Phoenix, and they hardly were able to get a, a word in edgewise. Yeah. You didn't hear much from them, <laughs> but you know. Only when he invites them in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only when they let them in. So, yeah. Um, other than that, it was it was very impressive by Bronson Reed. So, I'm I'm gonna definitely keep an eye on him, and uh, I hope he gets moved up. You know, in when it's the right time. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, thank you, Andrew, because we <laughs> wouldn't have watched NXT without the little extra push. And yeah, with your overhyping and the little extra push, you decided to give it. Uh, it got us to watch it. So. Now next yeah. week, maybe a different story. 
Yeah. X-Wing Yield title match. <laughs> I I did like the promo she cut. Her and little Tegan. video package. Yes. yes. Where she she did her thing underwater. Again. That's like the second time she's did it. Yeah. I I really enjoyed that. And I'm like, how much of a badass do you look when you're doing this shit underwater? Yeah. It, it caught my attention, so possibly going to watch it again next week. Seeing <laughs> as I watched it this week, I'm in. And see I'm how in. Robert Stone gets hurt next week. See? Goddamn. <laughs> With the Robert Stone injury, that's hilarious. It has me invested in watching when he comes out with his boot. Um, <laughs> I, I just want to see him have PTSD whenever he sees the tank. So Shotzi should just be riding around the whole back room <laughs> and just following him with it. I just want to see him terrified looking around every corner. Looking to for see the if tank. she's going to be there. Yeah, just looking for the tank. She should put it to block the front door of the performance center. <laughs> so, so he. Was that funnier than Sammy Guevara getting run over by the go kart? And then the golf cart? Yes. Because <laughs> it's a toy tank. Just, just because. <laughs> yeah, for the fact that it's a toy tank. <laughs> That helps. I think that's what pushes this moment and, over. And Robert Stone's a com- comedy act. Sammy Guevara's a yeah. serious wrestler. Yeah. Too. So. <laughs> yeah. He's a serious Sammy wrestler. Didn't get <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm taking the tank just because it's it's hilarious. It's just awesome <laughs> that this is how it happened. <laughs> yeah. Re- really good show from NXT. So, and with the Io Shirai title match next week, I'm gonna have to watch at, at least that match for sure. And yeah. if I hear something about Robert Stone, I'm gonna watch. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch the whole show. So, hell yeah, good good job NXT on this one. Uh, now that we got our moments of NXT out there. Uh, the only downfall of the week for WWE, unfortunately, uh, we already kind of talked about it a little bit before starting today's recording. So I don't know how this is going to go or how it's going to sound. So I'm just going to start off with by saying uh, SmackDown was a bit shit this week. Yeah. And so I'm going to see what Johnny has to say about it. Uh, so, so many things went go, went wrong. Uh, the, the matches itself themselves were really dull and boring. You had four matches on, on the night. Two of them ended in, in roll-up pants. Surprise roll-ups. Two of them ended in DQs, and I, I don't think any any of them last longer than ten minutes. <clears throat> Which, um, I mean, it's like they they don't want anyone to, to win matches clean on SmackDown. Also, yeah. 
also we didn't we really didn't need the karaoke segment uh, <laughs> i mean what are they trying to do i mean at, at least you know if they wanted to go back to the attitude era they could have at least had them do it in their brown panties or something you know and <laughs> okay before you give your opinion they're, they're continuing to do this angle with Jeff Hardy and it seems like it gets worse every week that you know all they're wanting him to do now is just take a drink you know Miz and Morrison were trying to egg him on and and then Seamus showed up in the time trying drinking a, a, a pint of you know, Guinness and, and he, you know just you know, again telling him to drink and Miz and Morrison, they for some reason set up a a match with Jeff against Sheamus at the Extreme Rules in a bar fight, which that's the last place that recurring alcohol wants to be is in a bar. I mean, come on, y'all need to stop with this already. I'm I'm really surprised Jeff has let it go this long. I mean, I I hope his contract's up soon because yeah. he, he didn't deserve this. Yeah, I know they're really trying to push the redemption story out there, but <clears throat> just a bar fight? Come on! I I could see this going wrong. I I don't want to think this way. But I, I could see Seamus like forcing him to drink. Yeah, during like, the match, like holding when, holding the glass to his mouth. Yeah, I I could just see this going bad, even if they don't use real beer. Yeah, like just the visual of it and what they're doing to Jeff, forcing him to be in that spot. It, it wouldn't sit right with me if I was a recovering alcoholic and a wrestler that was put in to do this. I, and we said it before from the beginning, this is in bad taste. No pun intended, but it's the truth. I mean, it is in bad taste, dude. What they're doing to Jeff is... I'm not happy with this. I want to love what Jeff Hardy does, but I just can't. I can't get behind this, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I, I can't either. I know Drew can. He He's all for watching this match. Which, you know, to each their own. But, I don't know. Like we said, not many good moments in SmackDown this week. So, if any, if any, so to, the only person that could probably pick a good moment from SmackDown, I think, would be Drew. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with him and see if he has any good moment for SmackDown. I actually like the women's tag team match. Of course. Of course. Why would not? <laughs> yeah. We I have mean, Nikki Cross was... taunting 
Bailey dancing with her championship belt behind her back, and she turned around, and <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would say that was probably the only serious moment from SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> then Bailey gets the gets the roll up pin with her foot on the ropes. So yeah, yeah, and just the way um, the pin actually happened, where uh, Nikki hit hit uh, Sasha hit Sasha through the ropes, <laughs> and then in a quick motion, Bailey just rolled her up. So, yeah, I thought that flowed pretty smooth. Uh, yeah, it's it's the only moment I could take seriously. Of and really, I, I, uh, the the one moment I did like was at the very end of the show, the uh, after the tag match, after they had gotten disqualified, uh, uh, the uh, uh, Shinsuke and Cesaro, they got Big E on the table, and... Kofi, Kofi was on the outside. Big E got up to the top rope. Shinke got Kofi into a suplex. But when he was going over, uh, Cesaro caught him. And from the top rope did a powerbomb onto, onto Big E through the table. That was a good spot. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty good spot, but you can also tell that it was a bit of a rough landing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could tell from the look on Biggie's face that it, it was a bit rough, but, you know, it happens, you know. They're, they're, they live for moments like this, and I'm pretty sure they'll be fine. And I have a feeling yeah. at Extreme Rules that they're going to have a tables match. Is it going to be a tables or tables, letters, and chairs match? Uh, it's, it's just going to be a tables match. Yeah. Okay. Probably. Yeah. It's going to be yeah, one of them. <laughs> yeah. Because they haven't they haven't done anything with ladders or chairs, so to just kind of throw that in the mix would feel a bit weird. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Pretty good moment. That was yeah. probably the only. The and I actually did like the uh, New Day's interview in the back where they said that, that they were who we thought we, they were. And we're not going to let them off the hook. <laughs> yeah. Where he, yeah. Dennis, uh, some way back when, a football reference, if <laughs> you didn't get it. Yeah. 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 New Day is just awesome. And I'm I'm glad they're doing this. So, yeah, pretty good moments from them. Um, I can't choose anything because nothing else is really good. Who with the money in the bank replay? Come on. <laughs> I mean, I would, but I don't want to choose I'll a be, moment. I'll be honest. I changed the channel during that. Yeah. Yeah, I I just can't. So I'm going to go with a creepy moment of the week. Seeing <laughs> as I can't pick a good one, I'm just going to go with a creepy moment, moment of the week. If I can't have a good one, I'm going to go creepy with it. 
So last time I went with a creepy moment, it was, hey, Sasha, you have nice feet. That was my moment. (laughs) So this week, I think it's pretty obvious where I'm going. Hey, Lacey, you have nice feet. And we're back to the feeding. (laughs) I might have a foot fetish. I'm not sure. It's looking that way, yes. I'm not so sure yet. Well, considering the last two weeks, it looks like it seems like WWE has a foot fetish. Hmm. Or more specifically, Vince. Yeah. Okay. Naomi was barefoot, too. And then you had Matt Riddle's feet. I don't like Naomi, so. (laughs) But, okay, speaking of Naomi, real quick, to kind of steer away from my creepy moment for a little bit. (laughs) Um, So someone messaged her on Twitter and told Naomi, um, hey, you know, it would have been awesome to actually see a real match between you instead of, you know, the karaoke bit y'all did. And she responded to this person. And she said, sometimes you have to make the best chicken salad you can when they give you chicken shit to deal with. (laughs) So I'm like, God damn, Naomi. Can we, you know, you work for them, right? Maybe not for long. That's what I said. I I have a bad feeling about them being on Twitter because of what what they say. They might not think about it in the moment, but it comes to bite them in the ass later on. And I have a feeling this is one of those moments. So which brother was hosting yesterday? It was Jay. Is that the one she's married to? Yes. I believe so. I can't. I can't tell them apart because without their with their sleeves sleeves on, because I can only tell them apart by their tattoos. Yeah, <laughs> on their arms. So I didn't know which one it was. Yeah, she's he's the one that she's married to. So yeah, it was pretty obvious why they had him out there. I think it was it was meant to be that way. She was meant to win, so that's why he was out there. But, and, and Jimmy's still, he's out injured. Yeah. So, no, not not much to say about SmackDown, really, that we haven't already said. You know, Johnny slamming it because it, it just wasn't good. Uh, then Nakamura and Cesaro and Nikki and Alexa, those moments were probably the only good ones. So We'll probably have a moment next week. Yeah, I really oh, oh, do next hope. week next week will be better. Next week we're getting Matt Riddle versus AJ Styles for the Intercontinental. Yes. Which it's gonna be a good match this early. Well, the rumor is that they're also supposed to have the same match at SummerSlam. So I'm thinking maybe Baron Corbin's gonna get involved. Yeah. Yeah, I think something's going to happen where Matt doesn't win, but they're going to have that match later on, and 
it'll be better for him to win at a pay-per-view. So, yeah. Um, not a lot of good moments this week on SmackDown. So, I'm looking forward to next week just in hopes that it's a better show. So, now that we've gone through that and, you know, Naomi's possible controversy <laughs> that she has just started. Um, I'm going to move on to a better show. Yes, Fighter Fest Night 2. Something that was the opposite of SmackDown had a lot, a lot of good stuff going on. Yeah. So, to get it going, because I have a feeling we're going to talk about a lot of moments here, I'm going to go with Johnny and see what match he enjoyed the most. And I'll be right he, he always takes a break during AEW. <laughs> um, Normally it's during your NXT when he didn't see it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the match I liked the, the best was uh, probably the eight-man tag between the Young Bucks and FTR against Butcher and the Blade and uh, Lucha Bros. A lot of... Uh, a lot of high-flying action, big spots in this match. I, I like the way uh, the the Young Bucks were working with FTR instead of, you know, because they've been teasing that, that the feud between them. And they they were even helping each other out with their moves, doing their own moves. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. And even towards the end of the match when – I think it was a cash. No, I think it was Dax. He accidentally super kicked. I think it was, I want to say it was Nick Jackson, and that kind of cost them the match. But yeah. even after that, they still stood tall in the ring. They, you know, it wasn't like it wasn't like well, they hit their own partner, so they started fighting amongst themselves. They were still a team, so they they just, you know, considered that just an, an, an accident that happened. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, you know, maybe by the time we get to All Out in, in September, we, we'll get that that FCR versus Young Bucks match. Yeah, that was uh, Matt that kicked Dax. Okay. And then Pentagon oh, and over the other way around. Yeah. Finisher on Matt. Yeah, that was that was a good match. Like at the beginning when Pentagon took off his glove and threw it at him, and then Cash put it on Ward throughout the whole match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when Phoenix and Nick Jackson were in the the knuckle lock in the corner and jumping rope to rope to rope to rope. I thought that was cool. <laughs> so, so now next week we're gonna get a one on or one two on two, the FTR against the Lucha Bros, which is gonna be a really good match. Yes. And I just want to point out that Freddie jumped all over me last week when I picked Lucha Brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Butcher and Blade yes, to win this I match. <laughs> Because this was not how it was supposed to go down. Okay? 
Yeah, this was the way it was supposed to go down because I picked it. (sighs) Agree to disagree. I don't want to start another argument. (laughs) No, yeah. um, Really enjoyed this match. Um, Plenty of good moments in it. The only thing I would change about it is once the match ended where the Young Bucks and FTR were recognized that it was just one mistake, that it wasn't done on purpose. Uh, They kind of agreed and shook hands real quick, and and then it just kind of cut to a commercial. I would have maybe let it play out a little more. It seemed a little rushed at the end. Maybe play on that a little bit. That's really the only thing I would change. Blade still has the truck keys. (laughs) Yes, he does. (laughs) We should go get the keys from him. Because we love that truck a lot. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I I just really like the match. But at at the very end, just my one little thing is I would have that ending bit between them two go on a little longer but you know we know they're going to build to something bigger so I can't be too mad at it you know you can't have everything in one night yeah so, yeah you gotta save something for later yeah but I want it now no yeah we gotta save some shit for later we can't have it all in one night and they do only have two hours so <laughs> it was still really good so uh, I, I I don't know if y'all saw uh, you know talking about the truck. Uh, uh, Evil Uno earlier in the week tweeted out that he was saying that uh, that now there's so many different vehicles in AEW that he wants to have bring back uh, wacky races. <laughs> <laughs> which which yeah we we kind of discussed a little bit after he made that comment. Um, I'm down. We're yeah. down for wacky races. Like, hey, you got you got Cody's truck, you got FTR's truck, you got Moxley's car. I'll put money on Moxley's car. Now you have Trent's mom's mini man. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much. The, the golf cart, you can golf cart. Golf yes. cart. <laughs> Is Hangman going to ride his horse? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah sure. Why not? Hang horsepower. I'm sure. I'm sure Orange Cassidy probably has a car. <laughs> oh, what kind of car would Orange Cassidy have? I, 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 I bet it's orange. <laughs> it would have to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Britt Breaker's a her wheelchair. Rolls Royce. Yeah. Yeah, the Rolls Royce. <laughs> well, because she could have the wheelchair. But then it could also be, uh, what is it that she had the wheelchair on? Yeah, the Rolls Royce. Yeah. Yeah, that golf cart. Yeah, so, it's like a four-wheel drive golf cart or whatever. It's- yeah. yeah, so she could actually have both. She would be the only one there with two. So <laughs> it could be the wheelchair and the Rolls Royce. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can get Vanguard one. Yeah. You can give Vanguard one, uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Still, but we haven't seen him. So, 
<laughs> Neo, Neo one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Neo one. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of possibilities there. So, yeah, very possible that this could happen, <laughs> and I wouldn't be mad at it. So, it would be funny. Yeah, it would be real funny. <laughs> so now that we've thrown that thought out there, uh, I'm gonna go with Drew and see what he enjoyed the most. Give me the Dark Order beating SCU. Especially yeah. with Col Colbana's hurt ribs or cont bruising all over the ribs. I hate to yeah. tell you this, but if his ribs were that bruised as they made it out to be, he wouldn't be wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> that was some hell of a makeup they had back there. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely looks very painful. And whoever did the makeup did a really good job. It's probably Reba. Oh. <laughs> because when I saw it, I was like, I don't know if that's real or fake. I can't tell. If it's real, holy shit, what an injury. If it's fake... Holy shit, what a makeup job. Yeah. <laughs> so either or, it's a holy shit moment. <laughs> yeah, but then he went on to have the match where he was kind of holding himself back a little bit from doing a lot because of the injury. But, you know. Yeah. So that's Stu Grayson doing a lot and then. Brody Lee doing a lot. Yeah. Colt just kind of setting back, getting in when he could. So. Yeah. He tried. Maybe he tried this is his, his incentive to actually join the Dark Order. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, in the end, uh, them still being told to tag in Colt Cabana uh, for him to get the win, you know? He looked excited about finally getting a win in there, so I think he's going to end up joining now that he got this win with them. I think, obviously, that was the move they wanted to make from the beginning, but obviously we're trying to stay in storyline mode here, so I think this is what's going to lead to him saying, all right, and slowly starting a change of character. So, yeah, it's still fresh. It's still new. So we'll see where they go with this. But pretty good moment to see from Colt Cabana and the Dark Order. Um, as far as my moment, <laughs> it's pretty obvious what my moment was going to be even before the match ever happened. <sighs> Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. Holy shit. Another holy shit moment. The level of intensity, level of athleticism, just all of Orange Cassidy was out there. 
he was amazing. And Jericho selling all of Orange Cassidy's moves. Just the way they worked together and the way they made this look, it was just amazing. And the way it ended where Orange Cassidy went for his his Superman punch and he just got caught with the Judas cell effect. Yeah. I don't know. I wanted Orange Cassidy to win, but more importantly, I wanted Orange Cassidy to look great. And they achieved yeah. it here. Jericho made him look good. You, you say Jericho made him look good, but I say he made himself look good. Like, I, I, I don't know. It was Jericho's professionalism. Well, well, yeah, he was putting and, him over. And his, uh, his years and years of work there, he can help them look good. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what happened here. Putting, putting him over, that's what it is. Yeah. But it just looked so damn good from both of them that I just enjoyed it. I I will watch this match many times because and, and I don't think this is the last of it either. I think we'll see that. Oh no, no, I, I'm still waiting for, and I know I caught shit from Andrew a little bit for even suggesting this, but just the darker evil version of Orange Cassidy, <laughs> which I think eventually that'll happen because even though he he's one character, I have a feeling there's there can be ways where he can evolve. So I'm just I'm just ready for his involvement to happen in the future. I think it can actually happen. So we'll just see. But for now, the match we got, it it went perfect. Mm -hmm. I don't think it could have gotten any more perfect. So yeah, I I was real happy. One of them hitting uh, Orange Cassidy with a jug of orange juice. That was funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then then Aubrey having to get down in the orange juice. (laughs) Yeah. Once uh, the orange juice was in the ring, I was like, Aubrey's not afraid. She'll slide on orange juice. Yeah. She's all <laughs> shirt all wet. Like every Everybody in this match, ultimate professionalism, just went off without a hitch. It went perfect. Yeah. And even the female librarian knew the words to the Judas song. She was singing at the beginning. Oh, she was jamming. Yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> She's the one always telling everybody was, to shh. And she was screaming. Yeah. She was the loudest. Yeah. I needed to tell her to be quiet. Well, you know, I know. Yeah, yeah, that's ironic. A librarian being loud. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she, I mean, she had to do it. Somebody had to because Sam even not around to sing it. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm kind of glad that the match did not end when uh, Orange Cassidy got hit with the bat. Yeah. 
I, I think if it would have ended right there, I mean, it didn't end too much long after that, but I think that would have been the wrong place to end the match at. So I'm glad he kicked out when he did right there. It was I'm, really I'm close. Glad that, uh, I'm glad that best friends came down to to take on Santana and Ortiz before they could, they could interfere. Yeah. Or they tried to interfere anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I kind of knew they would have to because Santana and Ortiz aren't going to stay back. And no. Obviously, they're the heels. So. And, hey, and hey, they're all that Jericho has, has right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's really all he, all he has. So, yeah. Just amazing. Want to give props to AEW like we always do yeah. for putting on a very solid show. Hell yeah. That was some good shit. And one of the other things that came out from Fighter Fest, uh, now that we got those moments out of the way, uh, Nyla Rose. I know <laughs> we said we wouldn't talk about her all that much, but she came out and it was a two-on-one match. Uh, obviously, Nyla Rose won. And she pointed out the fact that people with managers have championships. Cody has a championship. He has a manager. So she wants to kind of jump in on the same and get a manager for herself that's going to be revealed soon. So one of the questions I threw out there to kind of give some time to think about before we talk about it here today was who we think Nyla is going to get as a manager. So since we had some time to think about it, I'm going to go with Johnny and see who he thinks is a possibility for Nyla. Well, I think it's, it's one of two people. And I know you were saying you were thinking it's somebody that's within the company. I say it's somebody that's not there yet. Okay. Either, I'm thinking either Tessa Blanchard, even though we we already talked about her possibly going to WWE. So, you know, you never know where they're going to end up. Either Tessa or Rey Mysterio. <laughs> I was not expecting Mysterio. I think Tessa Blanchard is always going to be an option. What was that? I said, yeah, she's going to be mentioned until she actually shows up somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the reason I say it's always going to be an option that she's mentioned is because one one of one of my picks was actually Tessa Blanchard as well, but that's okay because I have other people in mind. So, yeah, Tessa Blanchard is a good choice. Uh, who else do you think? Oh, Rey Mysterio, obviously. I forgot that you mentioned Mysterio for a second. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah that would shocking. definitely. 
Yeah, that would definitely be an interesting choice if Rey Mysterio were to show up as her manager. Hmm. Interesting. Drew, who you got? Two people that are already in the company. They're both managers. Taz and Jake Roberts. <laughs> All right. I could I could possibly see Taz more than Jake Roberts because I have a feeling the chemistry between Taz and Nyla could be a little better. But yeah, Jake Jake would be fine, but I just think it would be too much for him to handle. And as hot headed He's too old to deal with two talents. <laughs> no, but whoever is Nyla Rose's manager would have to be able to get physical because I have a feeling Nyla has uh, obviously anger issues. You know, the character is a bit strong. So, yeah, they would have to be able to take punishment from Nyla because I have a feeling she could be a bit abusive to the manager if they wanted to go that way. So I don't know if Jake is up for it. Taz could, Taz can take it. Mm-hmm. He's a tough son of a bitch. So I, I think I would go with Taz mm-hmm. off of your picks. Um, obviously one of mine was Tessa Blanchard. So I'm going to have to think of another one real quick. Uh, who could I throw in there instead of Tess? Uh, maybe to kind of go back on her Nightmare Collective character, seeing as she's teaming with Allie and Allie is inserting herself a little more with Dustin and QT Marshall. I could see Brandy going back to Nightmare Collective style manager, maybe. But that's not my first pick. I know I said, I know I told y'all I had a pick that kind of fits perfectly in my eyes. She would need to come back because she's with the company, but not with the company right now. Imagine the powerhouse that would be. Nyla Rose, an awesome Kong. <laughs> Two big girls. Yeah. Yes, I'm fine. I'm going to call her a girl. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, speaking of stuff I should not be saying, here we go again. No, but I do feel that awesome Kong could be a really good manager. So, and seeing as they're both very powerful, I think it could work. And like I said, they would need someone that can take punishment from Nyla. And who better than someone just as big as she is? So, yeah, I I think they would be a force to be. They would be a definite force. So... I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that it's gonna be awesome Kong. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather yeah. see them two wrestle each other. 
Well, it could lead to that. We never know. It could start off as a manager position just for her to get the championship back and there to be dissension in the future. So, yeah, it could happen. Never count that out. Whoever ends up being her manager, I, I don't see it lasting any more than six months. She's mm. too hot-headed. So, Just had a thought. Maybe it's Riho. <laughs> oh, no. She is – she can't take any punishment. She is so damn small. No, that's what makes it funny. Oh, God. Why does everything have to be comedy? Thank you, Robert Stone. <laughs> I blame Robert Stone for us being in the comedy mentality. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It it could be anyone. So these are just our thoughts on who it could be. So, yeah. If y'all have any thoughts on who y'all would want to be Nyla's uh, manager, uh, hit us up on Facebook, uh, Wrestling Has Lost Its Way, or on the email, Wrestling Has Lost Its Way, yahoo.com. Yeah. Let us know who y'all think. But. It'd be interesting to see who they pair with her. So, yeah, pretty good shows throughout the week, all except for SmackDown, as we said. Um, and it's not pretty good shows throughout the week. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. that's why I said pretty good shows, all except for SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I hope next week will be different. I think SmackDown's problem was that there was no, there was lack of star power. You know, there is no Otis, yeah. there is no Mandy Rose, there is no, no Sonya, no, no Sonya, Gulak, yeah, Braun wasn't on the show. I mean, I think it all has to do with the with the COVID and. You know, either they're they have the virus or they're just staying away. Yeah, yeah. Which, which, again, kind of sucks because obviously the product <laughs> suffered because of it, which is what I hate. So, yeah, I'm hoping for a better show next week. But, uh, this week is going to be a big week because, like I, I said earlier, the the 90, 90 day no complete peak clause ends on Tuesday, the fourteenth. So <clears throat> we we maybe get get a couple of debuts in AEW. I know we're going to get several debuts on Impact Sam Brushery next Saturday. Yeah, I know there's some people that are already already calling. EC3 to win the Impact title in the in the in the four way match. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a bigger, better week this coming week. So it's gonna be interesting. I'm ready for it. We need to recover from Friday. <laughs> Ended the week on a bad well, note. We're, there. Su- we're supposed to have some, some really good matches on Raw this Monday. Yeah, 
Yeah, so. Kevin, Kevin, yeah, Kevin Owens is going to take on uh, Seth Rollins. We're going to get a women's tag match with uh, the Kabuki Warriors against um, Bailey and Sasha. Uh, yeah. Our truth is going to take on Randy Orton for some reason. Was he yeah. interrupted him? Him and him and Flair. Yeah, they lost talk. He interrupted him. Would be interesting if, if they going to be for the twenty four seven title. yeah that's that that sounds like it's going to be really interesting start to the week so i just hope we start it off right you know and obviously we don't like ending shows on negative notes so not quite ending it yet but before we get to that uh drew has the list because this coming wednesday we're going to keep the ball rolling. AEW trying to win the ratings back, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure they will this week. Uh, it's Fight for the Fallen, which is for a good cause. They're going to be, they already put out their shirt that all proceeds are for a good cause. So uh, we're going, going to, to go through the. Going to COVID relief. Yes which is definitely needed right now. So I know Andrew has the four announced matches, so we're going to go through real quick and just give our predictions for those. Okay. the TNT Championship, Cody Rhodes versus Sonny Kiss. Uh, I'm going to go with Cody on this. I I mean, I'd... I, I I do like you know I, I like Sunny Kiss and uh, if if you know the thing about Nyla Rose, Sunny Kiss is the opposite. And when you see her athletic, oh sorry, his athleticism, <laughs> it's hard to believe that that he was once a she. I, I'm I'm just gonna say that because. There aren't too many women that can handle themselves with with men in the ring. You had China. You had uh, you had uh, Awesome Kong, and uh, there were just there weren't that many, there aren't that many in history. But Sunny Kiss is one of them. Yeah, it's but, it's definitely a short list. Yeah, but I got I got Cody to win. Drew, I'm thinking you're taking Cody as well. Yeah, he ain't losing it till at least until he gets the new belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which he's he's not going to lose that to a pay per view. Yeah, and the problem here is. How many people is he once he finishes going through all these people he needs to go through to keep it till that title change at a pay per view? Who's going to be left? I don't know who he would lose it to. I do, but that's the next pay per view. Whenever I have a feeling I know who's <laughs> going to lose it to, but. <laughs> All right, we'll save that for a different time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm I'm definitely taking Cody. Yeah, 
he's not going to lose it for now. So, yeah, that, that's the easy one to answer. It's Cody. Okay. Uh, Lucha Brothers versus FTR. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Lucha Brothers on this. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I, I know, you know, FTR is still new and we don't want, want them to lose, but uh, FTR more, their style is more old school because they're fans of the old school uh, wrestling back in the, you know, their, their the finisher, you know, since they couldn't use the, the name Shatter Machine, they call it the Goodnight Express, which is, uh, which is like the Midnight Express. So, you know, their, so their style is very ground, ground-based, where Lucha Bros is more uh, high-flying, the Lucha Libre style. And yeah. I think that style, it's just, it's very fast-paced. So it's hard, hard to keep up sometimes. Yeah. All right. I mean, you made a very valid point. So I, I could see the Lucha Bros. I could see why you would say the Lucha Bros. Um, Andrew, who you got? FTR. And the reason is because Lucha Brothers and Butch and the Blade beat them last week. <laughs> Oh, come on. This isn't WWE. They don't do 50-50 booking here. Mm. <laughs> That's just the way I see it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but they didn't pin FTR. They pinned the Young Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm going to have to make a choice. But I really don't know. <laughs> because I, I love the Lucha Brothers and I could understand why Johnny chose them because of their style and they're, they can definitely overtake FTR and overwhelm them in a match because they're so fast paced but then I think about what Andrew just said and even though technically they did not lose it goes down as a loss so I don't know if they want to go two weeks in a row with FTR technically losing. I'm going to have to take FTR. FTR is <laughs> going to be Lucha Bros. I'm sorry. I love the Lucha Bros, but, you know, they got that win on their first night back. And I just think, it, I just think it's too soon for FTR to lose an actual tag match. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with FTR on this one. Okay. The next one is the the Elite versus Jurassic Express six-man tag. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a good one. I, I, I'm, as much as I love Jurassic Express, I'm going to go with the Elite on this one. You just can't. You you just can't have them lose. 
understand that. Drew, yeah. who you got? I mean, hey, all three guys are vice presidents of this company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. no. It's going to look a little one-sided here. Yeah. <laughs> Bosses always win. Yeah. I'm going to go Jurassic Express. And this is going to set up a title match between for the tag team titles. Okay. That way you can oh. get their next opponent named. <laughs> All right. I, I, can, I can I admire that choice. I think that would be a good move to do that. But unfortunately here, I'm going to have to go with my bro. Kenny Omega and obviously the Young Bucks so yeah I think the Elite are going to take this one because where Andrew think it's going to lead for a tag team match I think it's going to lead to something completely different with uh, Adam Page kind of being a little sour towards Mm. Kenny and uh, the Young Bucks again for them having this match together. Yeah, so. yeah because he's not involved. Yeah. He's going to yeah. get that, that jealousy. Yeah, he's yeah. going to enjoy the night off, be over there drinking while there's... <laughs> yeah. I just think it's going to it's gonna bring that story back up. So, if it, you know, they couldn't stay away from that story for long. Yeah. So, I think this would be a good way to bring it back. So... Yeah, yeah, I'm they going they, the lead. they only dropped it because of the shutdown. Yeah. So, perfect time to bring it back up. I'm going the elite. <laughs> okay. And the final match is for the AEW World Championship, John Moxley versus Brian Cage. Uh, well, I don't know. Brian Cage is pretty 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 big guy. Um, but I'm actually I'm gonna go have to go with Moxley because I I think it's still too soon for him to lose lose the title. Yeah, yeah, I think it's too soon as well. <clears throat> I have a feeling Drew thinks the same way. I agree. It's too soon for Brian to win and Moxley to yeah. lose, and. <laughs> Aubrey's probably going to be the ref, and they let these things go outside the ring a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think Moxley's going to retain. Like I said, I still haven't seen a true DQ in AEW. There's been one I know of. <laughs> during the, yeah. uh, there was one during the Iron Man match between Kenny and uh, and Pack. Pack. Yeah. Oh, but that's only because DQs counted as false in Iron Man. Right. Yeah. Still DQ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still QT. Still DQ, Dan. No, no, not QT. DQ. Yeah, I almost screwed <laughs> up there. I tried to recover without someone noticing, but I can't let it slide here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a very chaotic match because obviously Brian Cage is a crazy motherfucker. And Mox is a crazy motherfucker. And, and plus, 
It's a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> so it's just a bunch of crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> and yeah, I, I the reason I think there's going to be a different level of intensity to this match is that Mox has had to be away because of Renee and her positive COVID test. So I Which, think he's going to come back relaxed yeah. and as insane as ever. Which, by the way, Renee has now gotten over it. They've, she's tested negative. They both tested negative. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the green light. This is happening, and it is going to be the perfect way to end fight for the fallen. So. Taz is going to get involved. Oh, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will, but I still think Moxley's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm also taking Moxley because it, I think it's too early for him to drop it. And Brian Cage already has a title. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah that's right. We didn't what's mention the point, that. What's the point of putting another one, another title on him? When you already have the fuck the world championship, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Taz brought out the <laughs> FT FTW title, which he created back in '99, which they were able to use because Taz actually owns the rights to it. it Damn so, right. it, yeah, it was never ECW's, and it was never bought out by when WWE bought it. So, yeah, so Taz can bring it out whenever he wants. Yeah. Um, it's going to be an intense night. Yeah. You know, a couple of crazy matches. They could go one way or the other. Uh, I know we gave our predictions. I know mine are a hundred, aren't a hundred percent certain. Uh, <laughs> I don't feel, I feel that they could go either way. So I just went with my favorites <laughs> and you know, Obviously, four matches in one card is good enough, but we're also predicting that there's going to be a big debut. So, yeah. or more. A lot of options. Or more. Yeah. 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 So, a lot of a lot of options there for a debut or for multiple debuts. So, yeah. like I said, it's going to be an interesting I'm, week. I'm, I'm looking forward to having a Miro Day. In the AEW. Yes. Which I'm, I'm yes. Referring, referring to Rusev. Yes. Miro. <laughs> All right. So we know, we know who Johnny would like to see. <laughs> He's down for seeing Miro in the AEW. So, Drew, if you had to choose someone, who would it be? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it seems like most of them are tied up to impact. <laughs> yeah, I guess Matt Cardona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another name that that's been teased in the past. Yeah, I think AKA that's from... Ryder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Formerly known as Zack Ryder. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we know there's the friendship there between him and Cody. So that's definitely a big possibility. Or maybe, just thought of another one, 
someone who could join the Dark Order. Rowan. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we nope, really nope. haven't heard. Oh, that would be too obvious. Yeah, Rowan is one. We really haven't heard where, what direction he's going to go to. He's going to go. B. 15. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or he could and be Mr. Brody Lee's personal bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we really haven't heard a yeah. lot from him as far as a direction. So... Yeah, that that is also very possible. Yeah, and from what I'm hearing, even though he's only 25 years old, Leo Rush has said that he's he's done with wrestling. He said hmm. he's he's gonna wrestle his last match on the, the 20th of this month. And, uh, yeah, they're not sure who, against who, but yeah, he's gonna focus more on his family and his his music career. Hmm. I don't want to again, I said I wanted to end the show on a positive <laughs> note. <laughs> so, I'm not going to go too much into it, you know. I don't want to knock anybody's Nobody career had a music or, career. Again, I don't want to knock anyone's career or <laughs> their choice the choices they make in life. But do we really need another rapper? True. <laughs> Is he a rapper? I don't know what his... I'm pretty sure. I mean, I not, not to stereotype, but yeah. Uh, again, I don't, don't want to come off sounding like an asshole, but... He sure as hell ain't a metalhead. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty obvious. What kind of a question is? Is he a rapper? He's he's gonna start. He's gonna be like Snoop now. He's gonna start rapping in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if if that's what he's gonna do, if that's what he wants to do. That's fine. Who are we to judge life choices and career choices? But all I'm saying is, do we really need another rapper? Which I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Damn it. We went down the road I didn't want to go down. <laughs> yeah, but that's just what we think. And I'm going to stay away from the controversy. And there's only one way of doing that right now. And that is to stump the brain. Okay. Let's go with who is the lightest, lightest WWE champion in history. As far as like weight. Weight the less. Yes. Weight the less. The least. Yes. Okay. Well, I can tell you the heaviest was Yokozuna. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Lightest. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know what? 
I'm gonna say. Trying to think now. I don't think Hornswoggle so I'll go ever win the Hornswoggle is cruiserweight, Jamie. I'm about to tell you that title belt is bigger than Hornswoggle. <laughs> well, the one now is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I'm gonna go with Bob Backlund. No. No. Weighing 179 pounds. Uh-huh. Ray Mysterio. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Yeah. I would have thought Bob Backlund was lighter. <laughs> Might have to check on Bob Backlund. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure they've even said it before that the lightest champion was Rey Mysterio. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know he's probably been the, as far as height goes, maybe the, the shortest champion. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I really thought he was going to get this one. I thought this was one <laughs> of the easier questions. Yeah, it, it, it went over my head. I, I was, because he, when he, he said lightest, I was thinking, I was trying to guess low 100s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like maybe yeah. it was it was a true question maybe maybe there was a maybe there was a a, a midget wrestler somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're not allowed to say the M word anymore. Well no, but you they take offense you, to that. Well, you can for wrestlers. We did. Uh, that, that's true. They, they put we on a show and called it "Geeko see Midget Wrestling." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, you got me there. All that right. word I'll only applies that. in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I will admit that slipped my mind. But yes, we did go watch Midget Wrestling, and it was an awesome night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah, production was but... put on by Hornswoggle. Oh. <laughs> I, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I think it is for Spoggles promotion. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Again, just because little people are involved, we're going to have to check on it. Don't take our word for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but definitely a lot of interesting things to come in in this following week. So we'll see how it goes. And just remember, Wrestling Has Lost Its Way on Facebook. Uh, Wrestling Has Lost Its Way at yahoo.com if you have any questions or comments uh we'll answer if y'all have any questions for stump the brain we'll pass those along and he will try his best so i hope everybody has a great week uh keep staying careful and safe out there and uh we'll talk to y'all later see you later check you later <laughs>